when it comes to your opinions. Are you hard on them? Of course you are, because people like us do things like this. Hello, thanks for joining me. My name's Neil Humphrey, and welcome to a brand new episode of the People Like Us Do Things Like This podcast. It's a weekly exploration of the themes and ideas and mindsets that connect us. It's not about saying them and us, it's about finding the approaches that we share and bring us closer to the people whose opinions we value. So I would like to say, start off by saying a quick hello to Tim. Um, he got in touch with me via Instagram and he said, really enjoying the podcast and likes hearing how I talk about ideas and, and my take on it. Um, really appreciate you getting in touch, Tim. And if anybody else is listening and they're active on the Instagrams, um, check it out. You can find my Instagram feed on Neilus Maximus. And you can email me at neil at studiomaximus.net. Anyway, um, it's been a funny old week. And I was at a wedding recently, and I like to have a bit of a dance. Um, hands up, um, I'm a bit, of a bit of a dance fan. And so nothing better than an opportunity at a wedding to dance like no one's watching. And I was, <laughs> was going to use that as a, as a topic um, of discussion. However, if anybody's been following the news recently, um, we've seen examples of our Prime Minister, Theresa May, dancing extremely awkwardly at, um, as she visits um, African countries as part of a, a political mission to find some Brexit allies. Anyway, so I thought that might not be the most appropriate thing. So what I thought I'd do is I'd pick up on something that I discovered in, uh, it was a commencement speech, um, I saw a little clip of it on YouTube a little while ago from Australian comedian, uh, composer and songwriter um, Tim Minchin, it's a commencement speech that he gave. And I think really sort of in, in reflection, it's it kind of underpins the mindset or the approach that has kind of led me to to introduce this podcast and basically that is about opinions um i'm going to play you a little clip of the commencement speech that i'm talking about right after the jump so enjoy the episode i'll see you on the other side five be hard on your opinions a famous Bon Mott asserts that opinions are like assholes, and that everyone has one. There is great wisdom in this, but I would add that opinions differ significantly from assholes, and that yours should be constantly and thoroughly examined. We must think critically and not just about the ideas of others. Be hard on your beliefs, take them out onto the veranda and hit them with a cricket bat. Be intellectually rigorous, identify your biases, your prejudices, your privileges. Most of society's arguments are kept alive by a failure to acknowledge nuance. We tend to generate false dichotomies and then try to argue one point using two entirely different sets of assumptions, like two tennis players trying to win a match by hitting beautifully executed shots from either end of separate tennis courts. So that was a 
little snippet from a commencement speech given by the Australian comedian and songwriter Tim Minchin. If you uh, if you haven't come across it before, when you finish listening to this, you could probably find it on the internet. Um, just Google Tim Minchin, M-I-N-C-H-I-N, um, commencement speech. Now, it's something that I watched uh, probably a, a good year or so ago. Um, you know how it is when you're looking through YouTube in a little bit of a spiral every now and again, or something pops up on your Facebook feed. Here's an inspiring video. And I do like a bit of a commencement speech. Um, if you're a regular listener or you've listened to, I think it's episode 7, talking about everyone's free to wear sunscreen, these are essentially speeches given by high-profile celebrities from various fields to graduating classes at universities designed to instil excitement and motivation and inspiration about the future or or to guide and share wisdom about life, the universe and everything. Anyway, this one by, by Tim Mitchell was particularly eloquent and poignant, I thought. And this concept of being hard on your opinions is something that that has stuck with me. And over the last few years, it's something that I'm beginning to find is is a very valuable skill or a valuable life view to have. And as I said in the introduction, it has to an extent really informed this. Maybe do I, do I, do I mean an intellectual? Um, maybe I do an intellectual exploration of what this podcast is, has become. So what I'd like to do, if I were they, is just kind of unpick some of the thoughts behind what he was saying. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with some of the language, I'll unpick that as well a little bit. So I love that. <laughs> Apologies if you're offended by the use of, of the word arseholes. Um, I think there was quite a, a very a amusing comedic pause. Um, then I'll let you figure out the, the humour in that yourself. But this constant of constant, this notion of a constant and thorough examination of your opinions. So your opinions are the the thoughts and the opin the opinions basically is like your take on something. I think we're all pretty clear on what what opinions are. Um, but the idea that we should explore the things that we we hold true, the things that we hold as fact. And whether or not they're based on assumptions, whether or not they're based on our, our our explorations, whether they're just things that we've taken on board either through our childhood upbringing, things we've been told, things we've read in the newspapers, things that we feel that we should believe because of our, our political, religious or social allegiances. And I think there's not enough of it in the world today, where there's not enough people who are willing to have their opinions challenged and take on board the, the real... I mean, and these are real challenges. I'm not talking about the, I believe this, you believe that, therefore I believe that you are an idiot. And I think that that's, that seems to be kind of very much the the default at the moment. And, and culturally and societally, we're seeing that an awful lot. And what I don't really want to do is get kind of bogged down in the whole uh, political or religious belief kind of debacle, 
if that's the right word. But what I'd like to do is just kind of look at it from a sort of a sort of maybe from a from a critical, objective point of view. So let's kind of unpick a couple of your things. It's like so pri- prejudices are basically preconceived opinions. Um, might not be based on reason or experience. These are things that people believe to be true or believe to be fact that are unfounded. Um, and another thing that he talked about was biases. And these are, there's, there's a couple of things here. Obviously, we've got, um, we've got cognitive biases, which is, which is a whole different sort of study of psychology. But particularly, we're talking about social biases, which are effectively inclinations towards or against one group or another in, in a way that might seem to be unfair. And the whole concept of assumptions is basically things that we as- assume and accept to be true without certain proof. So let's just kind of unpick this a little bit. Um, it's quite funny because in the context of researching for this episode, I was thinking about, um, I don't know if, you've, if, if you're familiar with um, uh, LBC and James O'Brien um, talk radio station here in the UK, um, Basically, I used to listen to it in the studio where I worked. Um, we had the radio on, tuned into LBC all the time. It was a little bit of background noise, but I found myself tuning into it a lot. And so these are talk radio shows where people phone in and, and voice their opinions about stuff. And occasionally he would, what I at the time believed him to, or remembered as him quoting Victor Hugo, um, the author of Les Miserables. Well, I thought it was Victor Hugo anyway. And he said that, um, basically said, I disapprove of what you say, but I will fight to the death for your right to say it. Now, the point was, in, in kind of researching this, I just wanted to make sure that I had the, quite, the quote source right. I believed it was Victor Hugo. It was completely wrong. It began with a V. It was Voltaire. Um, anyway, a little bit of a digging in it. turns out that it wasn't actually Voltaire who said it. It was somebody called Stephen J. Tallentire, um, and it was first published sort of quite a long time after Voltaire died. He never actually did say such a thing. Um, it actually turns out that, um, I don't think anybody knows who Stephen J. Tallentire is, it turns out that he was a, a pseudonym from a female writer called Evelyn Beatrice Hall, and it was her who basically said it. But that kind of <laughs> threw into question my whole belief about the the validity of this quote and i find myself particularly when it comes to quotes i have now a habit of of going and searching it's like who really did say this before before i say something out loud or before i post it in a in a blog or a podcast because i think that's one of the things why um well this is from a personal point of view i don't like giving anybody the opportunity of saying you are wrong and I think that that's something that there's a deep-seated belief within us as humans. We don't really like to be proved wrong or, or pointed out that we're in some way, oh, our research is deficient or we're somehow uh, foolish. And this is fear. And I think it's kind of in with the episode last week about fear that what if you, you gave up on that fear of, of being wrong and that you wanted to be proved wrong if you were indeed wrong. Now, obviously, there there comes an element of kind of 
rigor, intellectual rigor, where you actually, before you post something on the internet, on Facebook, or or click share, just check the validity of it, because people are very judgmental. And on one hand, people will either say, why would you be sending that out when it's patently wrong? Or they will take it at face value and, and give a knee-jerk response. And I think that this was, this is the this is the problem because we we build our personalities based on what we believe, and there are things that we'll be told by our parents that we hold true, and there are things that we believe that might not be right or grounded in fact, but we will cling on to them, um, at the fear of of looking foolish by being proved wrong. And we've got a very, as you see, it's a very dangerous situation um, where it's become very divisive and it's very easy to, on one level, tell people what they want to hear and they will believe you because what you say agrees with what they believe. And so that kind of feeds into the whole concept of, of kind of, propaganda and manipulation and in in the very first episode of this podcast I talked to uh, Bob Burke um, author and speaker of the Go Giver series of books and he talked about the distinction between manipulation and influence and how kind of influencing people is done in a positive way and how you can influence people to take action in a way that will benefit everybody, as opposed to manipulation, which has a sort of a very sort of nefarious undercurrent to it. So, let's just unpick a little bit more if we may. The, the the what he was talking about in terms of having your opinions and your uh, having a very critical approach to what you believe, and because I think that it is very rarely the case that that things are black and white because he talked about acknowledging nuance now nuance is essentially effectively the the, it's like a, a subtle difference and i think that a lot of people like to think of the world as 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 black and white and the fact is that there are in between the black and white there are several shades of gray um more than 50 if you want to be kind of make a a reference to a dreadful book um and there's a great great aside you know i i opened it up i had a look i read a couple of pages of it i couldn't believe how awful it was however um the author became fantastically wealthy as a result uh, became a massive worldwide phenomenon spawned several movies so who's to say i'm right or wrong you see um <laughs> always open to be proven wrong so by kind of objectively analysing and, and evaluating issues and making making a judgment on on fact and, and rational observation is, is sometimes really difficult. Um because let's let's face it, we have increasingly kind of polarized and restricted views on the world. For example, I've talked often about how we have the our kind of um, echo chambers or, or bubbles within our social feeds they want to keep us in there they being facebook and the uh, um and the kind of the owners of the space they want to make sure that you stay in there so they will keep presenting you with stuff that reinforces your opinions that 
people who share the things that you like will share and so chances are that you will end up having a very narrow focus on the world because why would you want to see things that don't conform to your view on the world now there are a couple of really kind of high profile examples um obviously the most current one being uh, the 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 Brexit situation in the UK now um it's now been a couple of years since the vote was taken now don't forget that this was if you if you're chained up on the situation this is a vote to whether if we had the opportunity to do so would you be willing to 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 to, to vote for it um it's basically what would you do and there was this opportunity where we didn't have a we didn't have a really clear understanding of the implications of this situation and so we had people on one side which wanted to people to consider the remaining and there were people on the other side who wanted to leave and the, the this kind of this, this, this division was not um, delineated by any um, political affiliations and this was a very very difficult thing to to get across because at the end of the day it was a a, a very a, a very kind of even split i think it was like 4852 um was was the split in the end which on one hand says well half and half near enough but it was seen as a we win you lose get over it now it was still uncertain and still continues to be a bit uncertain but what we what the danger of assuming is that anybody who voted differently to you um is in some harm or in some way deficient in their mental faculties i'm i'm being a little bit kind of uh, deliberately um deliberately vague about this because i want to prove a point um there is very little there's very little debate because you you sort of say well anybody who believed that must be this and and this kind of gets the core of this whole kind of people like us do things like this idea is you want to surround yourself with like-minded people fair enough but you need to be open and i try my best to be open to people who have or to hold different opinions to me um i have a friend who voted differently to me and we both wanted to engage in a conversation engage a bit about it because the thing is that it's very dangerous to assume that just because somebody voted for you uh, voted differently that they would in somehow um as I said, be be deficient, and so having that debate is is something that is missing from the whole conversation. Because, uh, as as Tim mentioned, said in this speech, this concept of formulating um, false dichotomies. So a dichotomy is a, is a contrast or division that exists between two things. Um, by making it seem and making it appear to be a very clear cut of A or B, chocolate or vanilla black or white um we are forced into this situation where we we th- there can't be an outcome that is beneficial for everybody using that i'm right you're wrong um there's there's a there's a 
there's an image that <laughs> obviously doesn't really work if I'm if I'm um, presenting talking about visual images on on an audio podcast, but if you imagine the number six written on the ground, um, you may well have seen a you may well have seen a cartoon of it. We've got one man looking at it from one way who sees a six, and then the other man looking at it from the other way who swears he sees a nine. Um, they are both right because of what they're viewing, but. You could take it one stage further, obviously, and this might kind of counteract my argument a little bit, because obviously someone will have written that on the ground, and someone will have written it as either a six or a nine, but because there's no one to reference, they have, based on their viewpoint, um, they both will swear blind that what they see is the fact. Now by going round to each other's side, they could see, oh yes, I can see that that appears as a six, and that completely counteracts what I'm trying to say, and the other will come round to see the other side, and said, I see that he can see it's a nine. Um, we need to find some way of agreeing on this. Um, but it's very difficult to find an agreement, um, because we have this kind of, this culture of blame, and there's absence of of real dialogue and debate with people who don't necessarily hold the same opinions as ours and the fact is that you won't you won't make somebody change their opinion or belief on something just by calling them an idiot so i think that I realise that as I'm kind of going on with this episode as i'm trying not to be kind of uh, kind of polemic or or to to get stuck into any kind of uh, political debate here but i think the fact is that we do need to think more critically about what we hold to be true um not from a point of view of of doubting everything we say and i think that 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 has its own challenges but be prepared to question what you know um because at the end of the day there are certain things that we can all agree on, the fundamental truths that we can agree on. But if there's a situation where we have rational human beings who believe that the world is flat, goodness knows what is going to happen. <laughs> anyway, if if you've been affected by any of the issues in this podcast or you want to hold me to account on something that I've said, do get in touch. Um, drop me a line either by email, neil at studiomaximus.net, or find me on the interwebs, um, or even if you're listening to this on, on Anchor and you're an Anchor, Anchor subscriber, you can leave a voice message. Um, hi to Roland, who's, who's left me a voice message in the past as well. Lovely to hear from you. Glad you're enjoying the show. Anyway, that's it for another day. Um, <laughs> stay golden. I've been Neil. Speak to you soon. Bye. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network.